So I just lit our Christ candle. And I always light that because it's a reminder that we are not alone, that we all have that light within us, and that's where we are all connected. It reminds me of our oneness, and it reminds me of the light that's always there. And that bridge actually is always there. The love is always there. We just have to decide to cross it. So the title of my talk today is The Good, The Bad, and The Shack. <laughs> so I don't know how many people, how many people here and out there have seen The Shack? Excellent. So I'm going to fill you in a little bit about that. But let's start out with what is, what is good and what is bad. Whatever we say it is. We decide. We get to be the judge. And that's what this, most of this talk is about. It's also about love and relationship, which was so perfect. I didn't even realize that because Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Because it's that love that we have to find within us that's always there to overcome that judgment, to, to find that forgiveness in all those places. So The Shack is a book and a movie that I actually read the book, I think, twice, and I watched the movie so many times because I, I watched it years ago, but when I watched it this time it came out on Netflix, I couldn't stop watching it. It spoke to me on such a level about this man, Mac, who had a tragedy happen in his life. And he had to be taken back to where that tragedy was. So he got a note in the mail, and it was signed, Papa. Now, in his family, that's what they call God. So he's really distraught about this tragedy. The tragedy happened in the summer. It is now winter. And he gets this note in his mailbox. So he says, okay, I got to go back to the shack. That's where this whole thing happened. So his, the rest of his family goes away, goes to see the mother or something like that, the mother-in-law. And he drives to this old shack. And he gets there. And there's nothing there, and he doesn't understand it. And I didn't know at the time if he was going there because of the letter and he wanted to take care of the guy who did this horrible thing to his family, or if he was going to take his own life. And I didn't even get that until like the fifth time I saw the movie. But anyway, um, he gets there, and nothing is there. and he, So he's getting ready to leave, and there's a man in the woods walking through the woods, and he says, it's pretty cold here, why don't you follow me, I've got a fire, and you can join us. So Mac is kind of like, okay, and so he follows the guy, and next thing you know, he's in this beautiful garden, and it's springtime, and Mac leads him into this house, I mean, the man leads him into this house, and they greet him, and they know him, it's two other women and this gentleman, and one woman who's played by Octavia Spencer, introduces herself and lets him know that she's Papa, she's God. And the man who brought him there was Jesus. And then the other woman is Sereyu, who is, they call her the breath of wind, but really she's the Holy Spirit. And the rest of the weekend, you get to spend or see how Mac gets to spend his weekend with the Holy Trinity. The only part about this movie that's a little bit off of unity is that it's really depicting God outside of ourselves because it's three different people. So you have to use your imagination. And I have to tell you, when I was writing it, when I was writing my talk... I was amazed at myself how I was still saying he when I talked about God, when God is portrayed in the movie by a woman. 
So it just lets me see how I still have those. I mean, I've been doing unity for a long time, and I believe that God is within me for a long time, and yet I'm still calling him him. So, or calling God him. <laughs> oh, what is it going to take? Anyway, so um, the first thing that one of the lines that uh, Max says is he asked Jesus, what am I supposed to do here? And Jesus says, you're not supposed to do anything. You could do whatever you'd like to do. You can go fishing. You could go help you in the garden. You can go in the kitchen and work with Papa. So he decides to go into the kitchen. And he says to Papa, you knew I would come. And Octavius Spencer says, of course I did. And Max says, was I free to not come? And she said, I am not interested in prisoners. You're free to walk out that door right now. Just a reminder that God is not interested in prisoners. We always have free will. We always can choose God or ego. So at any point, we could say, I'm out of here. So Max says, why did you bring me here? And she says, because here is where you got stuck. So just a gentle reminder that we have to go back to those places where we got stuck to heal. And God will meet us there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry. I'm going to cry. Um, that's what it's all about. It's to go back there and find the love. And God showed up as a woman because she told him, I didn't think based on your experience in life, because as a young boy, he was beaten by his father, I didn't think you would be able to handle seeing a man. So I showed up as a woman. And she said, I want to heal this gaping hole that is between us. And she said, it'll take a bit of time and a lot of relationship. So Matt goes on to say, okay, if you are the almighty God, right? She says, yes. He says, then you knew everything and you know you are everywhere. You have the power to do everything. You have limitless power. Yet somehow you let this tragedy happen. You abandoned her, meaning his daughter, when she needed you most. And God says, I never left her. God never leaves any of us during our pain. Max says, if you are who you say you are, where were you when I needed you? Son, when all you see is your pain, you lose sight of me. Have you ever lost sight of God when you were in pain? Yeah. Yeah. But to know that God is right there with us, it just moves me. So Matt goes on to say, how can you say that? Because of you, she is gone. Unless you can change that, I will never be free. God says the truth sets you free. The truth has a name, and it is Jesus. Max says, I know that story. You left him too. Seems like you have a bad habit of turning your back on those you supposedly love. God says, I am not who you think I am. Max says, he said it himself. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God says, no, Mac, you, misunderstood the, you misunderstand the mystery. She shows him his, her wrists, and she's got scars as if she'd been hanging on the cross with Jesus. Don't ever think that my son chose to do, what my son chose to do didn't cost us both dearly. 
Love always leaves a mark. We were there together. I never left him, I never left you, and I never left Missy. This made me stop. This made me really stop and, and remember that God is right here within me. And it also made me realize and think about all the times that I create my own pain by my thoughts. And when I'm doing that, now I'm also realizing that I'm hurting God. And I am more inclined to not want to hurt God than I'm inclined to not want to hurt myself. So it was a win-win as far as I was concerned. So it helped me to remember whenever I'm going through those times and those places where I'm feeling bad or feeling less than or feeling like, oh God, why are you forsaking me? That God is right there with me. So Mac leaves the room and he goes and he sits outside on the stoop and he's looking up at this beautiful bluebird that's singing in the tree. And God comes out, or Octavia, and says, birds are created to fly. You were created to be loved. Living unloved is like clipping a bird's wings. Pain has a way of doing that to us. If it is left unresolved, you can forget what you were created for. That is not something I want for you. So if we leave our pain in our heart, we forget that we were created to be loved. To hear that for me, it was almost like the first time I had ever heard it, that I was created to be loved. It rocked me. So that night, after dinner, Jack and Mac, no, Jesus and Mac, go out and they sit under the stars and it's spectacularly beautiful. And Mac shares how he's most comfortable sitting with Jesus. And Jesus said, well, it's probably because I am human. And Max says, but you are God, too. And he says, I am the best way any human can relate to see God and say, Rayu, who is Holy Spirit. To see me is to see them. Love is meant to live within a relationship. That is all we want to have with you. You are the center of our love and purpose. And as beautiful as all this seems, the light, the stars, and the river, Jesus says, it is nothing to how we see you. We lose sight of our own beauty and our own love. We lose sight of our own gratitude and our own patience. But God sees it all. So to tap into that God within us and remember that it's there. The next morning, Mac gets up. Mac had a nightmare about his daughter. And he gets up and he goes and he sees God, Octavia, um, Octavia sitting out on the deck. And he talks about his friend, who was played by Tim McGraw in the movie. And uh, Octavia Spencer says, I'm especially fond of him. And Max says, is there anybody you're not especially fond of? <laughs> and she says, no, I can't think of anyone. And that really made me stop again, because what she's saying is, even the murderers, even the rapists, even the terrorists, God loves them. They are also, God is within each and every one of them. And so Max says, don't you get mad at them? And God says, sure, what parent doesn't? That is when your whole wrath thing comes in, right? And God says, my what? You lost me there. I don't need to punish people. Sin and missing the mark is your own punishment. That was another one that hit me. I was like, wow, we punish ourselves. God doesn't need to punish us. That's what I, that was the story I was raised with. God's going to punish you. And not that I believe that today, but to look at it like I'm punishing myself was a whole different perspective for me. 
God is in the middle of everything we perceive to be a mess. <laughs> God's working for our good, even in the middle of those messes. So we try to make sense of our world with an incomplete picture when we think God can stop all bad things from happening. It is like looking through the knothole of our pain. And this underlying flaw is that we don't think or that we forget that God is good all the time. I have a, a, a sign in my kitchen that says that, and I still forget. God is good all the time. And God is always working for our good. So if we really knew God and how much we were loved, even when we don't understand life, we all trust God and know God is at work in our life for good all the time, then we really know God. We really trust God. So Max still got upset and mad. He can't understand why this happened to his daughter. He can't trust God, so he tried to leave. He storms out of the house, and as he's leaving, Sereyu, Holy Spirit, is out there, and she says, Mac, your truck is the other way, and here are your keys if you would like them. So that reminded me that even though we want to blame God and walk out, Spirit is right there to hold us. And in her loving way, Sereyu says, before you go, I was hoping there was something in the garden you can help me with for tomorrow's celebration. He said, what celebration? She said, if you want to know, stick around. <laughs> I thought that was great. And she leads him to this garden of flowers that's a mess. I mean, it's just a mess of flowers. Even though they're beautiful, it's a mess. So he's like, what is this mess? And she's like, it's flowers. It's wild flowers. So he's helping her dig, and there's a, a weed, or not a weed, a root he goes to pull out. And she says, wait, don't touch that. It's poison. And he said, if it's poison, what's it doing here? And she said, you presume if it's poison, it is bad. On its own, it could kill you. But combined with the nectar from this other plant, it contains incredible healing powers. Mac, how confident are you in your ability to discern good from evil? He says, it's from the basis of, uh, for something being good is if it helps me and helps the people I love. And if it's evil, it's harmful to the people I love and harmful to me. So she says, so pretty much, you are the judge. Have you ever been wrong or changed your opinion? We've all changed our minds. I, I can't change my mind constantly. I have to ask people for their opinion because I think I know it all, all the time. I think I have all the answers and then I find out I don't. So I change my mind all the time. Sereyu says, there are billions like you, each determining what is good and what is evil, all based on their personal preference. When my good clashes with my neighbor's evil, evil, arguments ensue, wars break out because all insist on playing God. We weren't meant to do any of that all on our own. It was meant to be a conversation between friends. So just step back and think about your life in those places and the conversations you could have had with friends that became conflicts. Now, even in these wildflowers, as they pull back the camera, it's an amazing garden where there's all these spirals of flowers, but you couldn't see it when you were in the mess. But when you pulled back, you could actually see it. I thought that was great, brilliant. And even like the weather, you know, so many times, um, this is an example of how we judge things. 
Someone could look outside today and say it's bad weather because it's snowing. Weather isn't bad, first of all. It's what we decide it is. The person who likes to ski doesn't think this is bad weather, right? But someone who doesn't like to drive in it thinks it's bad weather. So that's my point. It's like we always have a different perspective. Ask your neighbor. Always ask, why is, what, what, tell, help me understand your thinking. It sounds easy in these examples, but when somebody's pushing our buttons, it's not so easy. So the next scene, Jesus is working in his shed, and he suggests that Mac take the boat out, this little rowboat. So Mac says, all right, so he takes the boat out, and he's out there, and all of a sudden the water gets really rough, and it looks like he's starting to sink. And Jesus saw Mac struggling, and he told him, the boat in the water is a reflection of your thoughts. So stop thinking that. Look at me. Focus on me. I'm right here. I'm right here with you. So finally, Mac focused on him, and the, the boat came up, and he was okay. And Jesus walked down the water to get to Mac, and he says, okay, it's time for you to get out of the boat. Come on. And Mac's like, I can't do that. I can't walk on water. And this is a great line. He says, no, Mac. You are imagining your future without me, and that future doesn't exist, or only in your mind. I promise to go with you always, right? I am right here. So Mac trusted him and gingerly stepped out, and he was able to walk on water. They actually ran across the water. It was actually kind of cool. I was like, oh, man, I would love to do that. But it was, <laughs> it was really a great way to show how as we allow Jesus into our life and God into our life, we could do anything. We could do anything. Then they get into this talk about religion. And Matt told Jesus he doesn't fit all the religious things that he had been taught. And Jesus says, religion could be a lot of hard work. He said, God wants friends. I want friends and family relationships to share life with. I don't want slaves. Jesus doesn't care what people call him. He just cares about people changing who know him and because they know him. He says that's what it is to feel what it's like to be truly loved. So Mac didn't know what it was like to be truly loved or he had forgotten. So Jesus invited him to follow him. And then they goes to this cave and he's got to go into this cave. And, and Mac was like, I thought you were going to come with me. He's like, I am with you. But this you have to do on your own. Know that I'm with you, even if you can't see me. So he goes into this cave and he meets wisdom. Wisdom sitting up on a throne. And she says, Mac, you spent your whole life judging people, judging things. So why don't you come here and take the throne? He's like, I can't take that throne. She says, why not? You've been judging your whole life. So he gets up there and he... He sits and, and he says, who am I to judge? She says, there must be a few you haven't judged yet that have caused you pain and suffering in the world. What about the selfish? What about the greedy? What about the drug dealers? What about the terrorists? Guilty? And he's like, yeah. He says, what about the man who beats their wives or their children? He's like, yeah. And then there's like this holograph that he sees and he sees this little boy getting beaten and she says, what about this little boy? Should he be judged? She's like, no, he's just a kid. And she said, you already have. That little boy is your father. And Mac was taken aback. And she goes on to say to him, now, about the man who preys on innocent girls. Is that the man? Is that man guilty? And what about his father and his father? How can you stop there? 
Doesn't the legacy of brokenness go all the way back to Adam? What about God? Isn't he at fault? He set all this in motion, especially if he knew the outcome. And Mac said, God is to blame. And so wisdom says to Mac, if it's so easy for you to judge God, you must choose one of your children to spend an eternity in heaven and the other will go to hell. And Mac said, I can't. She said, you can't what? I'm asking you to do what you think God does because all of those people are his children too. And Mac realizes how unfair that is. He now knows God's heart. Mac thought God was punishing him for what he had done as a young boy by taking his daughter. And wisdom says that is not who God is. We make such snap judgments on people based on their skin color, based on their language, based on their clothing, based on where they live. We judge presidents, we judge ministers, we judge gurus, we judge, we judge all of these people, and that's really not our job. It's God's job. In the Islamic faith tradition, they have 99 names for God. And when I read some of the names, I was like, that's not my God. Like the constrictor, the abaser, the abuser, the avenger, the reckoner. Now, there's also the creator, the beneficent, the evolver, the hidden, the last. But well, all the negative ones, I was like, that's not my God. And I, my dean happened to be Islamic, and he said, what we, why we do that is because we no longer have to be the abuser. We no longer have to be the constrictor. We no longer have to be the judge because we hand it over to God. So we can live in love. And that was brilliant to me. Brilliant. Because we don't know what God has to do with all that stuff. We just say, here, hand it over. Hand it over so that we don't have to do it. When we forgive and let the past be the past, we can move forward with God in our hearts. God can work incredible good out of the unspeakable tragedies that we see, but that doesn't mean God orchestrates the tragedies. That's our free will. So when our heart is hardened and all we see is our pain, it's God's love that keeps working until we see the whole picture, until we see the good. If you don't feel good or see the good, it isn't over. Love is still working. So now we're into the last scene of the movie. And Mac is crying because <clears throat> he needs to make a choice. Is he going to stay with, say, Ryu and God and Jesus, or is he going to go back to his family? And say, Ryu says, it, it does the body good to let healing waters flow as the tears are coming down, because we must feel it to heal it. He realized all of the things that he had done, and it brought tears to his eyes, and also brought tears to his eyes that he had to leave. <clears throat> and he says... Does it matter what I do? Does it matter if I stay here? Does it matter if I go back to my family? And God says, absolutely, you are important. Each of us is important, and so is everything we do. Jesus reminds him, everything you love or forgive or every act of kindness, the universe changes for the better. And I'm going to repeat that again because it's, it's about all of us, right? Everything you love, everything I love, everything that you forgive, or every act of kindness, the universe changes for the better. If anything matters, everything matters. And God also reminded Mac, there, there's no more 
space for guilt and blame. It's time to go back. And so Max says, well, if I go back, to, well, I really want you in my life. And so Spirit says, I always was. Jesus says, I always am. And God says, I always will be. God is with us always, and the Trinity is always with us. So to summarize, what if you knew God was inside you working good all the time? How would that change your life? How would it be to give up, hand over, forgive all your hurt, anger, prejudices, and know that you are loved? Look into your heart and make changes with love. Wake up to where you or who you judge. Be willing to forgive. I want to say thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And know that I'm your sister in prayer, possibility, and power. Until we see each other again, know that you are blessed and a blessing.